0: And thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R. L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. Short message tonight. It's just six thirty. I told Treby I was going to just do twenty minutes. How many believe is that? Nobody. Nobody. Would if I, Would you hold me to it if I go twenty five? We're going to shoot for twenty because that'd be a miracle. I usually go forty five minutes to an hour, and that's too long, usually. So we'll see. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 3. Wherefore I give to you understanding. God wants us to understand some things, everybody. That no man's speaking by the Spirit of God. Now, a lot of people are speaking, but not by the Spirit of God. He said, I want you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Need an amen from everybody there. Yeah. This is a test that you can give Jehovah's Witnesses or anybody else that claims to be Christians. See? Ask them if they believe that. They might say, yes, I believe it, but can they confess it? See? When I was casting out a devil several years ago in Kenya... They brought him up. He had a demon. And Billy was there. And, and uh, so I got a Bible. I didn't have a Bible, so I borrowed a Bible. It happened to be a Dakes Bible. It was big, about that thick. And I said, this is the Word of God. Translator says, blah, 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 Did he say it? Yes. Tell him to say, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Translate. Did he do it? Yes. Tell him to confess that Jesus is Lord right now. I wasn't smiling either. You got to be rough with the devil. You don't give him an inch, right? Translate, he did. Did he say it? Yes. Then I go, now what do I do? The Lord says, well, (laughs) I hit him in the head with the Bible and cast the demon out. I've done that once in 30 years. Hit the guy in the head with a Bible about that thick. It wasn't a tap either. It was, I was upset. What happens? Well, he fell under something. (laughs) He fell under the power of God and that drug him off. And he got delivered from demons. The thing of it is, God never does it the same way one time. You don't know what's going to happen. But he repented, received Jesus as Savior and Lord through confession. Only one thing left, cast the demon out and lead him to Christ. And that's exactly what happened. Praise God. But you see, people can say Jesus is Lord or they can say, well, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. But they can't say it by the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to get that. Because a lot of people say, oh, I believe in God. You know, I, I believe Jesus is the Christ and he was crucified for my sins and everything. But they, they're saying it in the flesh. Right. So to, to go to another point here, if we go to First John chapter 4 and verse 1. When people are talking to me, and, and you should pick up on this being, being a, a believer that a lot of people make these frivolous confessions but not by the spirit of god you've got to uh, you've got to be able to discern what spirit is talking through that person how many understands that everybody is influenced by one or the other realms the holy spirit are the unholy spirits. A lot of times people don't understand what spirit is the motivating entity behind what they're saying. So in first John four and verse one, beloved, believe not every spirit. Everybody says spirit. If if we are so delusioned to think That the flesh is communicating to us. We're already deceived. Because if you're a spirit being. And we are spirit beings. We're indwelt by God himself. Then the Holy Spirit will tell us. What spirit that person is speaking in. Even when they say I'm saved. uh, Blah, blah, blah but can they say Jesus is Lord by the Holy Ghost? That's the question. Now, how many knows what I'm trying to say? A lot of people can confess Christ to you, but there's something inside that says they're not a believer. I go by the inward witness. People can tell me something, but God's telling me something else. That's That's what I go by. It's never wrong. And sometimes I think it, it might be wrong, but it's never really wrong if we're listening. So a person can be saying something, but the Holy Spirit is saying something else to me. Amen. So what I, I'm, I'm feeling, and you should be the same way you're, you've got your antennas at, and you're probing, you're searching for something that's coming from the Spirit of God through that person. Are they going to be flesh, demons, or the Holy Spirit? There's only three options. The gift of discerning spirits discerns demons, discerns the human spirit, and discerns the Holy Spirit. That's it. The gift of discerning spirits lets us know what spirit is in operation the Holy Spirit. Through the person, the human spirit, through the person, our demonic spirits, through the person. Amen. Everybody say, the gift of discerning the spirits. Have you ever asked God to give you that gift? He doesn't give it to babies. No. No. Because along with the gift of discerning the spirits, you need to have some other gifts to go with it in order to function in New Testament style. What good is it for God to show you something, but not give you the other gifts to help you do something about it? But you've got to have wisdom, and it takes time to develop your spiritual skills so that you can minister to people and deal with human spirits, demonic activity, or listen and follow the Holy Spirit. People are always talking through one spirit or the other. Believe not every spirit. He didn't say believe not every person. So apparently spirits speak through people. We need to wake up about this. Amen. We need to be alert about this. Try the spirits. How in the world do we try the spirits? Well, there, there are many ways. But one is... Are they speaking principles from the Word of God? See. Is my discernment working? Now, every believer has a certain amount of spiritual discernment. Now, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, that's multiplied many more times. But that is still not the gift to discern the spirits. All right? So it's progressive as God can trust you and me with these truths. Amen. Try the spirits where they are of God. So therefore, some spirits are from the Lord, and some are not. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. What has bothered me about this scripture is that, where did it come from? Well, they they come from the church. Out into the world. It's sad, isn't it? Hereby know we're the Spirit of God. Now, here's how we know. Every spirit, he doesn't say every person. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. How many can confess it in the Spirit tonight? Let's see. I don't know. Well, you need help. You need counseling. No, you just need to get in the Word and know who you are in Christ. All right? Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Verse 3, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore, you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. So we're dealing with spirits that are working and speaking through people. I need one amen somewhere. Now, let's go over to, let's, let's drop down to Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6, please. Let's go to another book quickly. I'm trying for twenty minutes. I don't know if we're going to make it, but I am trying. Amen. Paul was writing, "I marvel you are so removed from Him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel." Now, can we discern the true gospel from a false gospel? Can we discern a true prophet from a false prophet? Your soul's at stake. Then Paul said in verse 7, Which is not another, but there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel, there's only one gospel, unto you then which was, was preached unto you, let him be accursed. That means let that person go to hell. Let them go. Is that tough? Yeah, it is. And we said before, and so now I say again. See, this is very serious. If any man or woman preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him or her be accursed. They're going to go to hell. That is not a hate message. That's just the rules. Then drop down to verse 11. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. In other words, I didn't make this up. I didn't get it from a man. I didn't get it from the Pharisees. I didn't get it from the synagogue. I didn't get it from studying the law. Verse 12 says, I neither received it of a man, neither was I taught it, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. Man, that's as high as you can go. Ooh, Lord. I mean, caught up to heaven and, and given these revelations about the Lord. So, what is another gospel? Another gospel omits the cross as the only means of salvation. Anytime any hotshot on TV gets under and says, there are many ways to God, they're false. They're not even saved. I don't care how much you talk in tongues. They're not saved. They've denied the faith. They're not even in the faith. And yet people are swarming them leaps and bounds, you know, and just... Mega ministries and everything, but they're not preaching the gospel. They omit the cross. Now, here's something to think about tonight quickly. The devil cannot deny the gospel. No, he can't deny the gospel. But, so what he wants to do is corrupt it. you get that? He corrupts the gospel just enough to cost people their souls. Oh, it sounds good, but there's something going off inside of me that is an alarm. Like a big stop sign. Because it isn't correct. The Holy Spirit's telling you what that person's saying is wrong. You better listen. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit always tells us first. So back to verse 8 in, in Galatians 1.8. That word accursed. It means doomed. They are doomed. Say doomed everybody. They are doomed. That present another gospel. And another way of salvation than the cross. Not only are they doomed. They are doomed to hell. Then in verse 9. Anything other than the cross is a false gospel. So what cults do, we'll be on that. What cults do, what false religions do, is they omit the cross and the blood of Christ. Now that's a dead giveaway, is it not? Not Christian. Brother Monty came back from Texas and he said, well, we heard some good preaching on this guy gets up and he says the church has got to get back to the cross and the blood of the lamb. We've left it. We've got to get back to it. And I said, well, if we throw out the cross and the blood of the lamb, there is no means of salvation. Zilch. So if we don't major on that subject then, then we're not really preaching the gospel. We made a statement many years ago, and it's still true. If a preacher doesn't preach the gospel, he is not a gospel preacher. So what is he? Is a teacher tickling your ears. The gospel is an offense. It shouldn't be offensive to those that are saved, dear Lord. It's the power of God. The gospel not only has the power to save your soul, but it also keeps you saved. You must cling to it. There will gospel ship. You must hold to it. And back down to verse 12. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by revelation of Christ. The revelation of Christ is the meaning of the new covenant. The old prophets did not understand it, only part of it. But we have the big picture, at least what God wants us to have in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, that is the story. And this revelation of Jesus really focuses on it focuses on What Jesus did on Golgotha. Say Golgotha. What he did on Golgotha for us. That is the heart of the the, the message, the revelation. And we never will understand at all uh, this side of heaven. And then it's going to take some time, if there is such a thing, to grasp what really happened when Jesus went to the cross. But I'm glad you did. He bought us. All right, let's go to First Corinthians seven twenty three. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians seven twenty three. You are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. You know, if any preacher. Is a man pleaser, he's not a preacher. That's right. I'm thinking of a church right now. <laughs> I guess it's a church, I don't know, but you know, the poor little preacher guy, he's trying his best to start, you know, and he's got one mess to deal with. And they're going to lord over him and tell him what to do. Hmm? I told Fred Siami. I said, look, why are you waiting on the building? You're running things. You're the bishop. Get with it. I'm going to ride him till he gets some block put up so we can get a roof on that church and get some people in there. They just dragged their feet. You know, that's just their culture. But, you know, one thing that Jesus did is he, he paid for our salvation. He bought and paid for our soul." We're bought with the Christ. Therefore glorify God in your spirit and your soul and your body which are His. We belong to Him. People want Jesus to be their Savior and be pardoned and forgiven. But they're not too sure about Him being Lord. You know what? He will be Lord of all. Or He will not be our Lord at all. He requires complete And total surrender to the cross. Amen. And there is where we find victory, and only there. Someone asked me, What's our purpose in life? Here it is. How many want to know? How many want to know? Here's our purpose to contain the Creator. That's our purpose. To contain the Creator inside of us. Amen. That's your purpose. You're a vessel. The blood makes us clean. Now we're a fit habitation for the Holy Spirit. Not only does He indwell us, but because He indwells us, he will infill us. Two different blessings. Amen. And we need both. That's why another reason Jesus went to Golgotha was to give us those blessings of eternal life. And allow the creator to live inside of us because the blood was applied to our life. Amen. I heard a statement from a preacher the other day. Well, everybody's got faith. No. 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 The Bible plainly tells us that all men do not have faith. The only people on earth that has faith or receives faith are those that hear the gospel. Amen. Amen. Then faith comes. If that sinner will act upon that faith that comes when the gospel is heard, they can be saved. Amen. And they stay saved after they become a Christian the very same way. Don't make it difficult. You're saved by faith. And you're kept by faith. God provides the grace. All we do is say, okay. That's it. And just serve. How many can do that? Are doing that right now? My purpose is to know God. And allow Him to live in me. Amen. And not push Him aside. So then, if one is saved, the Spirit will come. And bear witness that you're saved. The Holy Spirit will come. And bear witness to your human spirit. That you're a child of God. Amen. Nobody has to tell you you're a child of God. You will know. Now we're not perfect. Romans 8.16. Romans 8.16. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit. That's what I'm saying. The Word of God teaches The Holy Spirit bears witness with our human spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. That makes us different than those out there that are not saying. Doesn't it? Well, sure. And if we're not different than the world, then we didn't get what the Bible says the new birth is. Amen. In Acts 19, verse 6. All right. There's one reason why the Holy Spirit comes upon people. He's already in the believer. And I'm not necessarily talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost, even though that's part of the equation. But even after you're filled with the Holy Ghost, from time to time, the Holy Ghost himself will come upon you for a reason. You know, the holy men of God moved... Uh, well, a spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. See, and it's the same today. The anointing Holy Spirit, same thing, will come upon different people at different times to enable them to do different things for God. Praise God. Acts nineteen verse six. When Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Now I like that came on them. And of course, they speak with tongues and prophesied. But what I'm looking at now is the Holy Spirit came on them. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, it's not all the time. Jesus was the only one that walked under this revelation all the time without measure. We are still learning what this means. But there's a reason why the Holy Spirit comes upon you. First off, you gotta want him. Anybody want him? Amen. You gotta need him. Anybody need him? Amen. He's God. Why will they come upon us? Well, the blood's applied. We're already born of the Spirit of God, He lives in us. So the same Spirit that lives in us, now in fullness, comes on us for a reason. Amen. God knows what He's doing. And we in the Spirit-filled church, you know, He's not moving all the time. And when He's not, then it's time to be taught. And it builds us up to a catharsis. And then worship comes. Holy Spirit begins to move and move upon people and do certain things And then we're back down to another session of teaching and preaching and build up to another higher level. And that's the way that it works in the church. That's the way we grow. Get enough Word in there and you know something's going to give. So the Holy Spirit then comes upon the Word. Oh, thank you, Lord. The Holy Ghost comes upon Himself. You know, I'm about through here. It's a 20-minute shift. I said the Holy Spirit comes upon Himself. You're just a vessel. I'm just a vessel. But we can be a vessel, meat for the Master's use, everybody. Do you want to be a user of God? Well, there's only one reason why the Holy Spirit will come upon you and that's because the blood has washed your sins away. You're a child of God. You're undwelt by the Holy Spirit. But now it's time for the fullness of God to come upon you that is above and beyond being baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the anointing for service. He never leaves you. Now we sense, we sense the coming upon sometimes and then sometimes we don't sense it. But it doesn't mean it's not with you and in you. He'll come upon you for a reason. He'll come upon us for a reason. I watch people in churches. I'm through here. I watch people in church. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit power comes upon them and they're just happy as can be. But I understand that God's preparing that believer for a battle. But you shall receive power. Listen now, Acts 1, eight. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. <laughs> Why does he come upon us? For power. <laughs> because we can't whip the devil without him. We can't live the victory without him. We can do nothing without him. Even Jesus said he couldn't do anything without him. Who in the world are we? Jesus said, I don't even say anything unless the Spirit tells me what to say, what the Father tells me to say. I can't do anything unless the Father shows me what to do. We can't be anything without the Holy Spirit helping us to be. Years ago, I struggled with this. Lord, what do you want me to do? You ever been there? What do you want me to do? He said to me, when you become who I say you are, you will do what you're supposed to do automatically. <laughs> it's not about what you're supposed to do. It's who you're supposed to become. Amen. And I'll tell you what, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will be changed. You will, you will become more speedily what God says you already are than just dragging along here and being empty all the time. Yeah. Amen. God knows what He's doing. Jesus sent the Holy Ghost for a reason. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Praise God. Was that 20 minutes? Did I make it? Close? Miracle. Amen. Miracle. The question is this. When is the Holy Ghost going to come upon? Whenever we're ready. Whenever you're ready. A couple of years ago, I was in Kenya. I think it was in uh, Nakuru. This big crowd was here—at least a big crowd for the building—and the Lord gave me a word. Now that's another gift of the Spirit, and I function differently than others. It's okay; we're all different. I said, "There's, there's a little lady back here that's wanting the Holy Ghost, and uh, if that's you, back toward the back." You need to come and receive the Holy Ghost. I mean, right now. Waited about, what, 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, here she makes her way through the crowd and gets to the people and comes up there to the front. I could already see she was ready. That's discernment. I already knew that she wants him. Here she comes. So I asked this question. I said, Will you receive the Holy Ghost? I didn't ask, do you want him? That's apparent she did. She responded to the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. And so she said, yes. And you were standing there, belly, I think. She said, yes, I want him. I said, well, you receive him now. She goes, yes. Bam. Bam. Holy Ghost tongues, old-fashioned style. I mean, well, how it used to be in the old days. She got the goods. Everybody says she got the goods. God, Holy Spirit came on her. And then she staggers back and sits down after about five or ten minutes. Or they, they help her back, you know, like a drunk. Two drunks trying to help each other. I mean, folks, this thing's real. And let's don't get pacified now and satisfied with where we are because God got got a big, big vision. You want in on it? Only one way. Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's raise our hands and give God a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. We love you, Lord. We give you glory and honor and praise tonight in the church. Thank you for your word, Father. That's a final authority. Thank you, Father, for the blood of the Lamb that cleanses us even right now as we stand together in the church. Praise God. And the great congregation, Lord. Thank you for the indwelt Holy Spirit for everyone that's born again tonight. And they all are. Lord, thank you for those of us that have been filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues. But Lord, this is different tonight. Your word says the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Amen. And people, Father, need to experience that sometimes. Not that it makes us any more saved, Lord, but it's a confirmation that we're still in the boat. Praise God. That we're still right with you. God, we need that from time to time. And if there's some here tonight that can believe the Holy Spirit will come upon them and rest upon their head and upon their shoulders, let it be tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. hope you enjoyed today's message by Dr. R. L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zion Word Ministries International. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com. Or visit us on Facebook at Zion Word Ministries International. So... Yeah.